Want to do a quick commercial here for our friends at Daxco. That is D-A-X-K-O. Owners of Club Automation, CSI Spectrum, MotionSoft, BFP Next. These software platforms go beyond the current club software and provide best-in-breed solutions to the Halo sector. They wake up every day. They're thinking about your fitness community. They're trying to enhance your member experiences, the facility, easy-to-use software for the staff. If you're looking to change your software, if you're looking to get ahead, if you're looking to get to the next level in the Halo sector and win, do me a favor. Go to info.clubautomation.com forward slash the experience. That is forward slash the experience. Pete Moore, Petey Mo, checking out. And now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of having Dr. Jonathan Leary, Remedy Place, first crossing the country to his second location. We're going to start in Sunset and we are going to end in Flatiron. So Jonathan, welcome to Halo Talks. Thanks for having me. So we had, a, we, had, we had an opportunity to meet a couple months ago, uh, saw the location, loved what you're doing there. You know, the, we're not a huge fan of the word wellness, but we're, we're going to give you a nod to use it as much as you want to on this uh, on this podcast, but a social wellness club. And look, workout recovery, preventative health, like this is where the industry is going. I think a lot of people are trying to attack it. Uh, you've obviously got a lot of experience and have thought through the concept. So you know, maybe you want to kind of tease to us a little bit about, you know, what the special sauce is and, and you know, why you kind of locked in on this originally. Yeah. Um, Remedy Place is the world's first social wellness club. So it's a whole entire club that's centered around holistic self-care, but it's made to enhance your health and your social life at the same time. So it's not like a spa, you know, where you go and isolate yourself in each room. Everything in the club, although you can do it by yourself, we'd rather you do it with others, but as a substitute for how you normally socialize. So picture it's like where you could have your date, where you could have your meeting, where you meet your friends after work or where you could have any event or gathering, whether it's a corporate outing or birthday or just as an event space. But obviously, like you said, self-care, preventative care, all of these things are on the rise and even holistic healthcare. And with my background and just been working on this concept for 10 years and I had my private practice in sports medicine before, you know, I've just seen where it's been going and obviously the, the plan the business plan behind it over the 10 years have constantly been upgraded based on just my own due diligence, you know, having five years in practice with patients, knowing what works, knowing what didn't work, knowing what they liked, what they didn't like, and all the obstacles when it came to their health. And I noticed a big thing, actually two big things. One, as a concierge doctor and traveling to or with my patients and mostly being in their homes, I found that the impact of environment of where you're doing, you know, certain treatments is highly impactful. You know, there's things like white coat syndrome where you work, walk into a hospital or a clinic and your heart rate goes up, your body's uncomfortable. It's panic mode. If you're trying to heal and you're going to an environment that's doing the opposite from a physiological standpoint, doesn't really help. However, you flip the switch on that and put them in an environment that actually helps change their physiology that's where you can start having an impact. And that's where I started seeing rapid pace recovery with a lot of my patients. So I think what was interesting is I wanted to really make a place that was designed to heal. 
And that's why design is such a big part of our club. The second part was at the end of the day, I can't make a patient healthy. Only a patient can make them healthy. It's my job as their healthcare provider to be there for support, give them the plan, maybe help facilitate things to move things along faster. But at the end of the day, it's really about me facilitating and educating and making sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do. But that requires a lot of lifestyle changes. If you're actually trying to fix the root cause of the problem, changes have to be made. And over the years in practice, I was always told, you know, Dr. Leary, X, Y, and Z is finally gone. And I feel incredible. I've never felt this good, but my social life sucks. And this is kind of becoming isolating. And, mm. and I was like, and they're like, everything that I do, I'm either filled around with temp- like filled with temptation to do something bad, or I'm like indulging in a toxin. So I was like, I want to create a club that is temptation and toxin free and one that enhances their health and their social life so that they could change their lifestyle, get to the root cause, but then also, you know, be healthy and not yeah. have to have any of these, uh, these challenges because yeah. the stress, even just the stress alone of being on a plan or being judged or like being around that temptation, stressful in the body. And, and we need to eliminate that. Yeah. You use the word educating and we've been kind of tip, dipping our toes into some of the concepts that are out there that are either, you know, multi-unit chains or some in, in some locations, they're putting some of the workout recovery uh, modalities in. And I feel like there's a fair amount of, um, there's a, there's a fair amount of, of either misinformation or lack of information or like a roadmap, if you will, and given your background you know, and, and being able to, you know, now have a second location and, and scale this where it's not necessarily you kind of prescribing everything for every individual member. Maybe that's possible for a period of time. But do you see the the need or like the curiosity or maybe more of a philosophy and, and tell people like, look, this is what you need to do. And here's, you know, you can't do a cold plunge and then go into a cryo machine. You can't do an infrared before you go to do this because like there are negative implications. I feel like someone has to come up with almost like, here's like a candy land roadmap, if you will, of yeah. what you can do, what you should do and what the sequence is. So can you give us a little insight on, you know, you kind of like uh, decoding the, uh, you know, the DNA strand or the genome in workout yeah, recovery? Of course. I mean, education here, like the thing is, is with a patient in my practice, seeing one patient at a time, I can't change healthcare seeing one patient at a time. That's where now it's my job with these these new locations to teach the team. So education to our team is a huge priority because not only do they need to know how to do it so they can do it for themselves, because everyone on our team practices what they preach, but they need to be able to educate the guest so that the guest understands. I think, you know, I've known about recovery or self-care, preventative care, alternative medicine for a long period of time now. And I think the market is still very, very, very new. And obviously we're hearing these buzzwords come around, but there's always going to be learning curves. And like you said, now everyone's trying to get into the space, but it's very rare that anyone has this background. You know, like even from a medical standpoint, these medical doctors aren't aren't really trained about these philosophies or these protocols because they studied medicine. You know, same thing with surgery. Or like even down to like the biochemistry, like it's more about the pharmacology than the things that we're working on. 
So I can, I, can I interrupt people. you there for one second? Because it seems like a lot of the workout recovery spas that are coming out have like, uh, you know, like in, in four font, you know, times new Roman, like here's the medical doctor that supposedly is kind of overseeing that practice. Yeah. Do you, do you kind of see some potential issues there? Because I feel like they might be renting their name, not actually providing oversight. Yeah. It's more, it's more for liability. Um, however, once again, like even if they do have a medical doctor on board or a medical doctor as an investor or someone using their practice as an extension, it doesn't mean that that medical doctor has focused in this field. It's like, right. you know, like every doctor knows a little bit about all other practices or nothing about the body, but this is, this is very different than our, our normal healthcare system. So if you go to most of your doctors and ask them about like the in-depth science on even nutrition or movement, you know, it's, or more like mental health, they're, they're not going to know these these like practical sequences or whatever we're going to call them because mm -hmm. they, I'm sure they can figure it out because they're all smart, but figuring it out or actually like fully understanding it because that's what you do every day, all day. And you've tested it with patients is very different. Got it. So you, you mentioned kind of educating the, the rest of the field or the rest of your employees, you know, as you build these locations, obviously there's a, there's a tight squeeze right now on, on the labor market. Um, however, there's a lot of kids coming out of college right now that play division, <laughs> division one, two, three sports, you know, chiropractors who, you know, want to dovetail into this more, you know, full time. Um, when you, when you're looking at sourcing talent and interviewing, you know, what are some of the things that you think about differently now than you would about, you know, quote unquote, staffing a location? Yeah. You know, luckily there's just a lot of buzz around the company right now. And when we do a job posting, the amount of applicants that come in within 24 to 48 hours is, is kind of absurd. You know, we just That's like, great. even, even for example, like our GM for New York, we put a post on LinkedIn. We had over 40 applications, our head of people role. We had almost 50 applications. And these are like, we're turning off these, these like little posts on LinkedIn because we're getting so many inquiries where I'm a consultant and I do a lot of consulting for the hospitality world. And it is crazy where everyone is struggling really bad to find people to work. Mm. And I see it everywhere. Um, but we you know when us, when we're narrowing it down of who do we want, there's just a couple of brand values that are really important to us. And at the end of the day, people need to lead by example and practice what they preach. So do these people actually do these services? Do these people take care of themselves? You know, if I, if you're going to tell a guest to do X, Y, and Z, but then you don't believe in it or you don't do it, you're never going to create an authentic relationship. And what I found with my patients is I've always practiced what I preached. I've always done everything that I've told them to do. And I think that's created a different level of bond and a different level of a relationship because that establishes way more trust. So one, leading by example and practicing what they preach. Two, they have to, you know, be super outgoing and personable. I think at the end of the day, we're not like a normal doctor visit in America where it's like eight minutes long. Our team is spending hours or an hour or hours with our guests. And at the end of the day, you want to build a relationship. So it's really important that 
they're you know well spoken, that they can educate, but they're also likable. So for us, everything else for the most part can be taught. You know, if you know, depending even with a doctor, like obviously you went, they everyone went and got the same degree, but these extra layers are so important, if not like the most important thing, because the community and like just the team that we have now is so strong and powerful, but it's, you know, it's, it's so strange because everyone that walks into the club, they're like, how did you find this team? Right. And it's just, I think it's just attracting a certain type of individual. And every time we add someone new with this nice, amazing energy, it's just adding to the power of the company. And it's exciting for them because they get to get all their self-care and they also get to have a really cool different job and help make people healthy all day and make people feel better. So it's so rewarding. And it's and just the trajectory with our growth and all these things happening and our crazy events, it's just a very exciting time for the company. That's great. That's great. You know, when you think about um, the health club industry over time, um, you know, it's kind of bifurcated where it's either, you know, the elite high end and people are going to pay for a lifetime or an Equinox where you used to work. Or they're going to go to a Planet Fitness, so there's going to be some teaser pricing, you know. And, and the lower you go, the less money you have from the revenue that's generated to actually reward people with results. You know, they can come in; it could be like a self access, and that you know usually doesn't turn into an elite athlete. Or you know what, you can pay a couple thousand dollars, and and we'll give you a personal trainer. We'll give you the best towels. We'll give you the best showers. We'll give you the best, you know, environment like you talk about. So when you think about, you know, what workout recovery or what preventative health is worth to someone who really wants to go all in and you know that you can get them those results if they make that commitment, how do you think about, forget about your P&L, like how do you just think about the pricing? What's that worth to someone um, when you think about how many dollars they, they should be spending and what they're going to feel afterwards or during this journey. Yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, it's analyzing where, where their budget currently is and what they're spending. You know, most people before even Remedy like opened, you know, people would look at a membership and be like, oh, $500 a month. That's so expensive. How, you know, how can I afford that? And then I asked them questions like, okay, like, let's look at, let's look at how much you spend on alcohol when you either for your home or every time you go out on the weekends or when you add a drink or two for every dinner that you're going out to. And I'm like, wait, so you'll spend a thousand dollars a month on your alcohol per month on something that is terrible, but right. it's just, it's about prioritizing and teaching people the value and understanding like your body's your number one asset. You can never buy your health back after a certain point. And I think people are starting to realize that. But I also mm -hmm. think if they start realizing what they're spending on other things and then they prioritize like, all right, what's more important? People, people take for granted that we're just healthy individuals. You know, like if you're born healthy, like everything that happens later on in life is, is really from your lifestyle. You know, everything right. that we do is either fueling or fighting disease. Everything we put in our body, everything like it's wild when you start thinking about it. but we don't see what's happening on the inside of our body. You know, we see something external. It's like, oh, you're skinny, you work out. Oh, you must be healthy. That's not the case. Mm -hmm. Working on cadavers and opening up these different body types. You could be a Victoria's Secret model or pro athlete, look like a human specimen and be so toxic on the inside. And people don't see that they're getting closer and closer to the cliff edge. 
you know? And then they wonder like something like pain, for example, they like lean over and they pick up a piece of paper and they pull their back and they're like, how could I do that from picking up a piece of paper? I'm like, it wasn't, it wasn't that action. Like you're just not seeing that you're trending closer and closer. And all of this can be prevented if people just don't know. People just, mm-hmm. they haven't, hasn't been probably educated in our, our whole entire wellness or healthcare system. Most of it's been taught wrong, you know? And I think yeah. just like any, any industry, there's new science, new research, new understandings. And I think it's our job in this industry to really build these platforms to teach people about all these things and show them that there is solutions and that they don't have to live a certain way or they don't have to be in pain or they don't have to be sick. Or if you have to go the traditional route and be on a medication or get surgery, there's still other things that you should be doing simultaneously. You know, and I think it just comes down to education. You know, right now people are just fully reactive when things go wrong and they're just dependent on their, their healthcare professional. And at the end of the day, they need to find ways to be proactive and learn how to be independent and not relying on a doctor all the time for all these things, because we need to focus on making you healthy, not just focusing on you when you're sick. Right. Right. So when you, when you look at the onboarding process of, of a new member to, to remedy place, how do you think about that member as kind of like entering, you know, your, your ecosystem, if you will. And, you know, what kind of, whether it's a, you know, blood testing or, you know, some time of some type of evaluation, so you can like baseline and say, okay, this is what you came in as, and and here's where we're at. You know, how, how do you do that? And I know you're a big technology junkie and got the best machines, you know, from around the world, which is amazing. You know, how, how do you think about kind of infusing technology knowledge and commitment, you know, and, and tracking that? Yeah, I mean, our the, what I've always done in my practice and what I've seen the most results are and like actually getting to the root cause and fully understanding the body is functional medicine. You know, for those that don't know what functional medicine is, it's a series of different tests, blood work, stool analysis, whatever it may be. And it really gives us a full blueprint of the entire body. How is every organ functioning? How is every system functioning? What is every deficiency, toxicity level, sensitivity, full analysis of the gut health? Basically, we can pull so much data now, and then we need to understand what are these imbalances? What are these deficiencies? How does this affect our physiology or biochemistry? And then we just need to regulate them. So once you get those results, and then you understand the biochemistry and the physiology of all these results, then you can look at every reaction in the body and how, how we bring everything back to that baseline. So everything's balanced. And that's where no matter what they're dealing with, when you put the body in the right state possible and you give it exactly what it needs and you take away what it doesn't need, the body knows how to heal. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really important. And it doesn't matter if it's a gastrointestinal problem or an autoimmune condition. This is the best thing that I've ever seen and the fastest results with all my patients. So functional medicine is a big part of remedy. And then from a pain standpoint, you know, outside of the common cold, the second most common reason why people miss work in America is just low back pain everyone's in pain. Now we, you can't be in pain if, if you can properly move. So we need to analyze how is the body moving? Why is it moving correctly? What are the muscle imbalances? What are the stability and mobility problems? And then let's get everything moving properly. So then we'd have um, a whole other movement screening as well that we use to analyze. And then we use specific remedies from there with the practitioners and science to then get people pain-free as well. 
Gotcha. That's great. You know, as you kind of flip towards the, the, the business model and what you're doing and you've got your second location now in New York, opening up, you know, mid September, we'll have that in the show notes. So everyone can, can go and check out uh, what, what you built for them and you brought on some investors. So how do you think about, you know, when you know you're ready to grow to another city, you know, when you say, look, what I'm doing here is helping hundreds of thousands of people and, you know, that's good. And maybe it's good enough. Like Equinox doesn't have a thousand locations. You know, they've got 150 locations. Um, Planet Fitness will try and open up in 4,000 locations. Just give me an empty, uh, you know, grocery store and I'm all in uh, with, with parking and some lights. So how do you think about you as an entrepreneur? Like, what do I want to achieve? At what pace do I want to achieve it? And then at what point does my functional health as an entrepreneur get affected you know, by, by the business, you know, stress or growth. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing I had, like I said, I had my practice for five years. I tested everything out. I knew what worked, what didn't work. I knew the frequency that my patients use things to achieve whatever goal, or if it was just preventative, I then shifted that into a business model, improved the business model, opened it up, was a cash flow positive business to the pandemic found out, okay, in the most stressful time in the world, uh, in my lifetime, we had a business that was successful and our social wellness club that was not social, that had all limitations, shortened hours. I mean, you name it, every obstacle and we succeeded, you know, and I think that is the biggest test that I'm going to have on the unit economics of one club, but also the world this is exactly what the world needs. And this is the next biggest wave in the wellness industry or health and wellness or whatever we want to call it. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's an open doorway with no one running at it. And yes, there's a couple of concepts that are popping up and that's great, but it's look at the fitness industry. I see that, you know, people were scared when a gym opened up in one town and they're like, okay, we can't open up another gym in the same town. Now there's a gym on every corner. Correct. That's going to be, that's going to be this industry. So it's untapped. I mean, for me, it's just about growing at a safe, a safe way to stay ahead of, you know, the curve and lead by example, not only personally and for patients, but also as a company. Sure. And then the goal isn't to create thousands of these. You know, I want to create 20 to 30 of them. And then I want to use that platform to then provide a million other avenues. And I have, you know, I can't even tell you how many sub companies that will fall with under this. But I'm not growing Remedy Place to have a million clubs. I'm growing Remedy Place to create a platform. And that platform is to provide free education and teach people how to take care of themselves. And then to use our money and profits to fund research for alternative medicine so I can show people and prove the science behind the things that I know work that just haven't provided that haven't been provided proper funding because big farmers are never going to be funding research for any of the things that I'm trying to push. And there's not a leader in the space that is using their platform to drive alternative medicine. So that's, that's the long-term mission of the company. And, you know, every single day I do my self-care, I take care of myself. Obviously as an entrepreneur, there's a lot of stress, there's a lot of things that go into it. It's not easy, but you learn how to adapt to stress. You learn how to handle stress and, and you grow and you get better. And with change and being uncomfortable is continual growth. And it's a big mission to change healthcare and to provide this free education. And, you know, it's exactly what I love. There's nothing else that I want to do. 
it is, it's my passion, you know? So every day, it doesn't matter if I'm working 18, 19, 20 hours, as long as I'm taking care of myself, taking care of my mental health, I'm eating the right way, I'm moving, I'm doing my self-care, I'm around a good community, I'm in a good environment. I mean, I'm, I'm like a rocket ship right now. I'm ready and I am putting in as much work as I can. I've been working 100-hour work weeks since I've moved to LA 10 years ago. I mean, this is, this is what I'm made to do and I'm just excited because I think this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity at the perfect time in the world, at the perfect time in this industry. And I'm excited to be leading the way right now with it. That's great. That's great. Well, congrats on the progress. Um, the the hundred hour work weeks uh, show in the actual presentation results and and education and, and experience. So uh, so it, it was time uh, well spent uh, on your end. I'm sure in start starting out a company in the pandemic, um, you know at least you can now enjoy the fruits of your labor when there's a real win. You know, like, yeah. you'll know it's a win. And uh, I was watching the Derek Jeter special, um, The Captain, which I highly recommend on uh, on ESPN. Um, but he said, you know, every time they won something, you know, whether it was a game or whether it was a World Series or whether it's an MVP award or what have you, um, he always said, okay, what's next? Like, what's next? And he didn't take the time to really just, like, enjoy the moment, enjoy that that win and, and celebrate it and then move on to the next thing. So. I hope you do that. Look forward to seeing you in New York at the grand opening. We'll see you on Sunset. And uh, thanks to you for being in the Halo sector at large, because these are the types of game-changing ideas and disruptions that are going to change loneliness, obesity, and diabetes, which we're trying to combat. And the way we do it is get people like you to basically build awesome businesses. So look forward to be a part of the journey. And uh, thanks for uh, coming on Halo Talks. Appreciate you having me.